Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. To pick up a free audiobook download, head on over to audibletrial.com slash simpletheology. Welcome to Simple Theology, a podcast connecting theology to everyday life by examining various doctrines of the Christian faith. I'm Robert Kane. And I'm Rick Gromlick. And how many days away from Christmas are we? 139 days. Is that it? Did you look it up? Yeah, we just looked it up together. So now the people listening can count back from Christmas and find out what day it is that we're recording on and find out how few episodes we actually have in the bank. And by few episodes, I mean zero. You mean when people listen, you think they're actually going to take time to do the calculations? And nah, then, probably yeah, not. Probably. Why don't you just tell them? It's August 8th. <laughs> it is August 8th. Yeah. 8-8. Eight, 8-8-18, eight. Eight, eight, maybe. 8-8 eight, eight at 8-27. Mm, close. 8-28 in a minute. Yeah, good call. Anyway, so Rob, um, we want to do a couple episodes about prayer. We talked about prayer previously. And uh, I want to do a couple short episodes on prayer, but you ended up, or we ended up putting those all together for one episode. So what are we talking about today? Wow, we're just going to jump right in, aren't we? Yeah, we, our banter has nothing to offer. <laughs> our banter has very little value to offer uh, anyone. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. Um, okay, so today we're hitting up this question, does God are we, are hear we, the... Are we thugs? All right, you're just going to interrupt me when I'm about to answer your question. <laughs> Let's hit up a question like it's a club or something. <laughs> Yeah, what are you doing Friday night? We're going question hitting up. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you're killing it. Yeah. All right. Okay. Proceed. Let's hit up this question. Here's the question we're going to hit up. <laughs> it goes like this. We're going to hit up this question. Does God hear the prayers of unbelievers? All right. Don't look at the answers. <laughs> what say you, Rob? What say ye? Um, oh, you looked. It's all you. <laughs> you looked at the notes, Rob. You wrote the notes, Rob. Yeah. I did write the notes. Does God hear the prayer of unbelievers? The next episode, you wrote the notes. I, I did. So Glad here's the question. you're your weight. <laughs> oh, I'm, actually, technically, I'm not, because Rob still does all the editing and everything. That's why it doesn't sound very good. Legit, all I do is talk <laughs> and show prep a little bit. I was going to say, you did some show prep, baby. That was good. Um, you're welcome. Don't cut yourself short. Hey, no, you know I know. What? I don't care what our listeners are saying about you. I'm going to defend you. Thank you. All right? <laughs> Nobody Come talks on, bad Gary. about Rick. All right, so before we, we get into this, um, looking at your notes, I think we also need to establish what you mean by unbeliever. Okay, someone who's not a Christian. So to keep things simple, because yeah. this is simple theology, Rick. Thank you. Thanks for making it more complicated than what it nope, needs to be. No, just trying to clarify so we can be simple. That's all. The unbeliever that we're talking about is someone who is not regenerate. Okay. So, 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 so someone so this who is, is separated from God. Clearly, they have not... They don't have any interest in the things of God. I mean, they might give. I mean, they they may, might give voice to it, but truly, in their life, he doesn't have any place in their life. Yeah. Yep. Someone who. All right. And and, and currently, there's no, you know, uh, like what you said, he's not regenerate, so it's not like he's really close. He's on the cusp. Yeah, but even if he was really close, mm-hmm. the fact is, he's not. Yeah. That's the person we're working with right now. All right. Are you so a, does God hear so his who do prayers? You, who, who do you have? Because I know you wrote this and you had someone in mind. Who was it? No, I really had nobody in Who's mind. Who's the guy? Just tell me his name. Just tell me his first name. I'm trying to come up with like the <laughs> most... Winston. Winston. 
Yep. This is one's that for the you, new Winston. guy who goes to your church? Like the ball guy who just wanted help with the green team? <laughs> yeah. No, you were talking about that guy, right? Yeah, Winston. That's his name. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I hope there's not a ball guy named Winston who goes to your church. There's not. What if he's just started and you don't know? I mean, then that'd be I know pretty you're awkward. the connection guy, but and he started. I'm now the life teams guy. I'm what? I went from connection director and I'm life teams director. Wait, time out. You didn't say anything about this. Yeah, I got a little promo. When? Uh, started last week, I think. Technically so what's that August. mean? Um, so I was overseeing a life team called the Connections. So we call everything Life Blank. Yeah. Because Whoa. our name of our church is Life Point. Oh. And so our community groups, blank. our small groups, they're called Life Groups. That would be awkward groups. if it was Life Blank. All right. Yeah. <laughs> that would be awkward if it was Life Blank. <laughs> but our community groups, small groups, they're called Life Groups. Our, the teams that people serve on on Sundays are called Life Teams. And our church is called Life Point. So, lots anyway, of life going on. Lots of life going on. You know what? That's I can't cool. even begin to describe true you the life, of life. True life that starts is bursting through those doors with regeneration. True life does start with regeneration. But prior to that true life taking place, that some would say that new life taking place. You I like, like that, right? that. I like that. Does God hear that individual's prayers? So, Rick. Yeah. Before we even get into that, there are a few things that we need to establish. Mm, I agree. So the first one would be that God is omnipresent. And omnipresent is a fancy way of saying he's all places at all times. There's nowhere he is not. And so because he is omnipresent, he hears everything. Right. It's not like he's deaf in some areas but can hear in other areas. Because he's everywhere at all places at all times. He is able to hear everything that is said. Now, we also recognize because of John 14, 6, which says, Jesus is saying that no one comes to the Father except through me. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Mm -hmm. um, I did that backwards, but you get the gist. And then Hebrews four sixteen, we now, for those who are in Christ, they have the privilege to approach the throne of grace, God's throne, the throne of the Father, with boldness. Because Christ has purchased us that right. So after establishing those two things, that God does hear everything, but it's only through Jesus that we get to approach the throne of grace with boldness, we recognize that, what's, what's so funny? I don't know. I'm sorry. You trying to be I'm quiet sorry. while you wipe your nose? Yeah. And then, I don't know, I lost focus. And you're like really intense. Talking about something, and I thought about something else, and it was funny. You know what, I'm Rick? So I'm sorry. just glad you're present. <laughs> can you, you edit? <laughs> can I'm you glad. edit this out? I'm not going to edit this out. <laughs> I want people to recognize the amount of work that I have to do working with you. <laughs> can I just go ahead and blow my nose, please? <laughs> go ahead and blow your nose. I'm sorry. Folks, Keep talking, Rob. Folks, this is why working with Rick is such a burden <laughs> and such a bear. I'm a little cold, okay? Rick went to throw that across the room in the trash can. It's now just this sloppy tissue sitting on the ground. Because how many people throw stuff all the way across the room and it makes it in the basket? Okay, I said across the room. I use that term pretty liberally. It was like four feet away. Oh, that's more than four feet. Can we get the tape measure out? We don't need to get the tape measure out. Okay. Might be four and a half. <laughs> all right, sorry. Okay, so, so the two things we have established. Yeah, God is omni omnipresent. So Access to the Father's only through Jesus. Because he's omnipresent, Rick. Yeah. Therefore, oh... What are you saying? Saying he can hear everything. So he does hear yeah. the prayers of unbelievers okay. in an audible sense. But 
Only yes. through Jesus are we able to approach his throne. Right, 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 right. And so what we can conclude is that although God hears everything, he only has an attentive ear for his people, for those who are in Christ. Mm-hmm. So that then brings up this question. So somebody who may be an unbeliever who does not have a regenerate heart may say, no, man, for sure. There was a situation in my life, X, Y, Z, here's the scenario. And I prayed, and God changed it. God yeah. intervened. What would we say about that? Um, so you have all the notes. <laughs> Two things. <laughs> I tell Rick how to think. Yeah. <laughs> I write it down for Well, him. ever since you read me about reading the script, I'm going to read the script. Read the script, baby. God intervened because that was his plan all along. So this was God's sovereign plan from the get-go. He didn't have one plan or one trajectory, and then someone's like saying a prayer, like, oh, wait, you know, God didn't do a U-turn and then answer that guy's prayer. Oh, now that you made that point, I guess I will change hey, my plan yeah, from so all eternity. Out to me. Right. Uh, he wasn't worried. He's not worried about losing somebody because he didn't respond to them the right way. Um, he's not out there trying to convince people to get on his team. Two, God intervened because he heard the prayers of his people regarding that circumstance. So God's people praying brings about that the reality of God working. Yeah. So, I mean, people want to, could argue that and say, no, like like Rob said, I, I prayed and got to this thing. Um, and I could very well, he could very well have done that thing. But the question is, A, was it just already a plan, part of his plan? Or two, did God do that because of his people petitioning him for that? You know what I mean? But here's a third option, and I have no idea. I haven't even thought about this, so I could be totally off the wall. So, now I might need to edit something out. Yeah. Um, do you think God could... Well, no, that doesn't make sense. Never mind. I don't know. Where are you going, Rick? Like, Let's w- flush this out. Would God... Yeah, that's fine. Would God answer a prayer... Um, to prove a point with someone who didn't believe... And then bring like judgment on that person. I mean, they already deserve judgment anyway, so it's not like he needed needs them something. I don't know. Well, I just think so. A situation, okay. Louis Zamperini, okay. Story. I'm broken, guys. If you see the movie, I'm broken. It's good. The book. It's way better. Guys out there, he's been getting ready to drown, and he just cries out to the Lord, "Save me!" Right? You save my life, I'll serve you. Gets saved by the Japanese, goes to POW camp, gets the crap beat out of him for years, almost dies multiple times, and then he um, comes home, becomes an alcoholic, all this stuff, but eventually the Lord saves him. I mean, he serves the Lord. Now I'd say sovereignly, in God's sovereignty, you know, he, he made a commitment, I'll serve you forever. Well, he didn't have the ability to make that promise to God when he said that prayer. But in God's sovereignty and his um, macro view of things, did he hear that prayer? Or was that like just how God already planned it to work out? Yeah, I'd say if I had to, if I had to say which one, I don't know. I mean, I could be I think it's a pretty way. easy one, but I think it's got part of God's plan. Yeah, exactly. I think it was God's ordained plan for him to call out to him in a time of need and then God to sovereignly fulfill his plan and then call that person to faith and use that scenario from the past right to be influential in bringing him to faith so that's where i think we see situations where god does something like someone prays and maybe years later god brings about something mm-hmm. um, that god that was part of his plan of his sovereign plan of salvation for that per- for, for that person 
you know, for years before. Yeah. Um, but with this idea, even prayer for, for the believers and so forth, um, just this is a common question. Does prayer change God's mind? Do we have the ability to pray and change God's mind? Yeah. Um, so, like, there are instances where it seems like God's mind is changed, right? Like, he creates Adam, and then it says later on in Genesis that God was upset that he ever created man, or he mm-hmm. repented of ever creating man. And then, who did uh, he repent to? Not himself. Yeah. Nobody. But it's just that he felt bad about right, it, essentially. Right, right, right. And so, and then in Jonah, you see um, God says he's going to bring judgment on Nineveh. Right. And Jonah goes and tells them to repent. They end up repenting, and then God changes his mind, so to speak, and does not end up bringing judgment on, on Nineveh. Um, and what we would say is there's a, there's a doctrine called divine immutability, right? And this is simple theology, so let's unpack what that means. It just means that God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. He doesn't change. And so his response to certain circumstances is going to be the same every single time. So, for instance, sin grieves him mm-hmm. every time. He's, he's not happy with sin. doesn't one day bring him joy and the next day bring him grief. Right. And then his response to repentance is always mercy. Yeah. And so when he says he's going to do something and then someone repents and then he doesn't do that, it seems like he changes his mind. It, he's the same yesterday and same tomorrow. His response to repentance every time is mercy and his grace. And so when Nineveh repents, he didn't necessarily change his mind. He just responded the way he always would to repentance. But he used Jonah to go and proclaim, repent or you're going to be destroyed, to bring them to repentance. And so when we look at prayer, God uses prayer as a means to bring about his own goodwill. Now, it may seem difficult to embrace, like, oh, well, is it a real means? Um, if God is the one who sovereignly brings it about, yes, absolutely. And so God invites his people to be at work with him in what he's doing through the means of prayer and through our own actions, but he will raise someone up to pray for a certain circumstance, and then he'll intervene. And so someone might say like, oh, well, so I can thwart God's plan by not praying? And we'd say, no, like if, if you decide not to pray, that's your decision, but God will raise somebody else up to pray for that circumstance if God wants to intervene. So does prayer change God's mind? Uh, we would say no and yes almost at the same time, but the idea that it changes his mind is because he has risen someone up. He has sovereignly risen someone up to pray for that so that he could then respond the way he always does to right. that circumstance. I mean, I think it's similar um, to salvation. So God has called the church to take the gospel to the nations, right? And some people say, hey, if you don't reach them, nobody will. They will perish if you don't do that. Is that true? Yes, it is true, because yeah. that's God's instrument is the church. If Robert Cain does not do it, well, does, does that mean all these people will perish and God's sovereign plan has been thwarted because Robert wasn't obe- obedient? No, like God will, he will see it happen. And if he doesn't use Robert, he'll use some other redhead. Yeah. I mean, I guess they don't have to be redheaded, but, you know. But if you really want it to be effective. Yeah, better not be redheaded then. Exactly. <laughs> Just kidding. I wonder how many of our listeners are redheads. Um, at least one is. Who? Me. I have to listen to this podcast every time while I'm editing it. Do you listen to it once it's done editing? 
as we're talking about. Uh, sometimes hit and miss. I, the full thing, not typically, but I'll typically listen to the beginning, make sure everything sounded right, and then go to the end, make sure everything closed out right. Yeah. Because that's when we have music and all that jazz. Oh, that's true. So. All right. Rick, do we have anything else we want to cover on this? No, I mean, I just think it's good to, to, to think well about prayer and the that God calls us to pray. He calls us to be a people on our knees, on our face before him. Um, I would also just add, as we talk about these things, these are very like coming to God and asking for his hands to see his hands do something, um, that he would move in a certain way, which is good. And he calls us to that. Again, you referenced the Hebrews 4 passage. But I also think it's good to come and just be before his face and just to to be in prayer before him, to enjoy his presence. Yeah. Um, in in much more of just a a dwelling and a being with aspect, not just asking for things. Yeah, a, a being still. Mm-hmm. Be still and know that I am God. Yeah. That that'll preach. Mm. Wish that was in the Bible. <laughs> it's somewhere in there, I'm sure. Um All right, man. Yeah, so if you like today's episode, short and sweet, and think someone else would, please share it. Leave us a rating on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you do, we'll give you a shout-out. I haven't given anyone a shout-out recently because I know, we've, no we've, one's... We have ratings. We have ratings. We, we have 12 ratings at this moment on iTunes, which we could use some more, guys. But we only have, I think, three reviews where yeah. people wrote something out. If you leave us a so review... So think about it. Think someone out there we'll call you out. We'll, we'll could thank be you for the it. fourth person. You could be that fantastic you could be, fourth. T- there's two spots left to be the top five first reviewers of this podcast. Because, I mean, yeah. you know once this thing catches and goes, like, viral, I mean, there'll be just hundreds of thousands of people leaving reviews, and you'll be a nobody. But to be in that first five, oh, my gosh. Man, what a privilege. What, what a thing honor. to look back on at the end of your what life. What a thing to tell your grandkids. <laughs> so, anyway, leave us a review. Uh, I'd like to hear from you. You can contact <laughs> us on Facebook at Simple Theology. We're on Twitter at SimpleTheology underscore. You can always check out our website at SimpleTheology.org. Hey, if you really dig us, you can support us on Patreon. Go to Patreon, look up Simple Theology. We do have our thing going with Audible, audibletrial.com slash simpletheology. You can get a free book. We get a kickback a little bit, and it's a win-win. So check us out. Love chatting. Peace. Peace.